What is the universal process pattern? Hi, my name is Eric Normand, and these are my thoughts on functional programming. So there is a book written by Zach Tellman called The Elements of Closure. And in that book, he talks about what a process is, and that a process requires three things to be useful. You can have a process without them, but then it's not useful on its own. So the three things are you need a way to accept input, a way to transform that input into an answer, do some calculation, and then send an output, have some effect on the world. And it's a good book, you should read it, a great book actually. Uh, But I want to talk about it as it relates to architecture. So if we look at this process pattern as a kind of schematic for how our software should behave, it's going to have this input, so this is any kind of input, uh, this could be user input, it could be uh, web requests coming in, uh, it could be you know, stuff coming off of a queue, that's input. And then there's the output, which is sort of the effects it's having on the world. It's sending emails, it's responding to the web requests, it's displaying stuff on the screen for the user. And inside, there's some kind of calculation going on. Now, the way that this is designed is it's done in a functional way. It's done using a pure calculation, no side effects, because all the side effects are captured in that output, right? And so you can look at your software this way that maybe it's composed of, if it's like just a monolith, right? It would be like one big process, just accepting input, transforming it, having an output. Or it could be in a a service-oriented, or you might call it a microservices system, you would have a bunch of these little processes running, and they can communicate. So part of the output could be a message sent to a different service. And so you should, you, this is a useful way of looking at your software from a functional point of view. You push the input and output, you push the, the effects to the edges, and it's sort of defined as this is the input, this is the output, but inside you have a functional transformation, some kind of calculation from that input to the output. So this this is my third thought on on functional architecture. I don't think this thought is that deep, but I thought it could be helpful uh, to have this kind of schema in mind, this schematic for how um, you you know if you had to like draw it on the board because a lot of architecture is just drawing. So if you're drawing it on a whiteboard, 
you know, you could draw this, a box with like arrows going in and arrows going out. What are the inputs? What are the outputs? And that would help you uh, organize the, the ideas and put some kind of structure to them, some kind of architecture to how to lay it out, as opposed to not considering those inputs and outputs separately, right? That's what really makes it functional, is that you've, those are actions, the inputs and outputs, they're not controlled by the process, the outputs are, but, you know, the inputs aren't. The outputs, once they leave the process, they are not controlled anymore. So if you, if you look at it this way, you're actually looking at it from a functional point of view. And it is very similar to how the onion architecture is, is structured. That you have this layer on the outside that is doing all the input and output, all the reading and writing, all of the effects. So this is the, the third in this series of uh, architecture thoughts. I don't consider this that deep, uh, but it's been helpful to me uh, to, to see uh, a way to like draw these things in a, in a small way. Instead of having to draw like a whole onion thing, you just draw these little boxes with lines and arrows. Awesome. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you want to discuss it, I'd love to hear more thoughts on functional architecture because uh, it's, it's an important topic and I don't think we have a, um, a good enough literature, even an informal blog literature about it. So if you have a thought, if you've read a thought before uh, on this, Come on, share it. Share it with me. Share it with others. Put it in the comments. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Just search for Eric Normand. And uh, Closure, if you can't find me with just Eric Normand. And on Twitter, I'm at Eric Normand. Uh, I love to get into Twitter discussions. And then uh, you can email me if it's a longer form thing. I'm Eric at LispCast.com. Please subscribe and like. It really helps me out, helps support uh, all these thoughts. If you, if you find them interesting, uh, it's something that, that would be very helpful. Great. Thank you so much. See you next time.